Hello, my friends. This is life coach Mike Chargman, and welcome to an episode of Mike's Search for Meaning. I'm after some big questions. Why are we here? What makes a fulfilling life? How can we grow individually and collectively? Each episode, I'll dive deep with leaders who are doing great work in the world and see how they organize their life. Books read, value systems, resources used, and stories that show how each of you can create the life and the world of your dreams. On this very special episode of Mike's Search for Meaning, my guest is really me. It's my coach, Yotam Schachter, who was the guest on my previous episode, coaching me. And I wanted to really give you an experience of what goes into my sessions. Like, what does deep work look like in the middle of a session? And this episode is completely unedited. And so a lot of what Yotam invites me into during any given session is inward reflection. And so there are going to be moments of long silence where he's asking me a question. It's usually directed around a sensation in my body, a feeling in my body that I've probably fundamentally been resisting for a long time and opening myself up to you know, what's, what's getting in the way of that? Why are you resisting that? I've tagged something in my life as unsafe and I haven't been allowing myself to feel that sensation. And so this one might not be as easy to listen to as my other episodes because there's going to be long moments of silence. And my hope with that is that as I am being facilitated into my own thoughts and feelings and into my own inner landscape, you'll be able to do the same. So this one isn't going to be as much an episode on you taking notes and learning. I want this to be a journey that you take yourself on as well with maybe something that you've been resisting in your life and to sit with that and be with it and see what happens if you can just begin to have an awareness of it and even maybe accept what's going on in your experience. And At the very least, I hope that my openness and vulnerability maybe invites you to do the same in your life, to realize whatever you're stuck on, whatever you're going through in your life, you're not alone, and we all are going through something. So take a deep breath, and I typically say enjoy, but just be with this episode of me being coached by Yotam Schachter. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, so this is what I was going to, even before we decided if we should record this or not, this is going to be very meta, but I've been having the thought and feeling that in certain part, like if I'm with you or if I'm, even if I'm like doing a podcast and recording to a large audience, but if I'm with someone who I have quote unquote permission to be my full self with, I'm comfortable with it. And then if that's out there in the world and like other people aren't face to face with me, then I'm okay with it. But I'm still noticing myself being compartmentalized in that if I show up to a conversation with a friend or I don't know, my parents-in-law or a coworker, 
I will instantly become, uh, my guards will shoot up again. And I, even if they ask me like, how's coaching going? I could feel that that's uncomfortable for me to like my heart and gut not up a little bit. And I mean, I, I can already, I know where this is probably going to go, but that's, <laughs> I know that where is, I, where is this probably going to go? I'm resisting it being uncomfortable instead of just being the host for it being uncomfortable mm. and welcoming the discomfort of like, yeah, it's okay. Right. It's that part of me that, uh, the part of me that love to be seen and the part of me that want to hide are at odds with each other. And I'm, I'm pushing away the part that wants to hide instead of welcoming it and hosting it. So that's where I see it going. Okay. Why don't we start by going there and see where else we go? Okay. Yeah. Great. How do you want to go there? Well, it's even just naming it right now. I just like everything in the system was like, Oh, it just eased up. But I think maybe uh, let's uh, accentuate or really exaggerate that feeling of like someone is aggressively asking you what you do and they're, you're a little scared to respond to that. Like, what's that like? And uh, I'll try and place myself in, in that type of setting. Great. Like how's, how's coaching going, Mike? How's, how's business going? And then I can feel myself go like, my my gut right now is is tied up in a nice knot. Yeah. So just stay with the sensation of that knot. Mm. Yeah. How much can you welcome that nice knot? Just invite it to take up as much space as it wants in your belly. Mm. Yeah, what's happening for you? <sighs> welcoming it seems to shift it pretty quickly into more expansive kind of purpose-driven energy my my hand like you know the the typical for me when when i'm feeling more open my hands are, are tingling my heart is open there's uh I'm, I'm not really spotting any resistance in the body yeah. So what was the gift that that knot was trying to give you?
But one thing that comes to mind is this uh, being able to sit with not knowing and being uncertain and being scared, like really welcoming all the these uh, different things, feelings, sensations that at maybe I would label as not good or like start throwing a should or shouldn't feel this way. And it is allowing me to feel the full spectrum of like, yeah, it's, it's great that I don't know. It's inviting me into possibility of some sort. What maybe like a, a question would be like, what, what needs to be learned in this moment or what needs to be paid attention to? So Yeah, there's this, this story that I have that like at a certain level in my development, everything is just smooth all the time. Like I'm not going to feel scared. I will graduate from feeling scared at some point in my life. And I will at one point become perfectly polished. And uh, yeah, I guess another, another gift there is like just reminding me, hey, that's, that's not the game that we're playing here. So soak in all of that mm -hmm. for a moment. There's this curiosity of what needs to be learned in this moment. Mm -hmm. What needs to be paid attention to. So the knot is reminding you that there's something you don't know. Yes. And there's an awareness that you're never going to graduate from feeling scared sometimes. That's just yes. not the game we're playing. Right. And what happens in your body as you just take in all of those messages from yourself? Hmm. like a giant sigh of relief through the whole body like, oh, what a relief that is what all the pressure is off of having to know everything and to be perfect and be polished and yeah it, allow, it allows me to feel the self-compassion of just I'm a beautifully flawed person, just like everyone else. And then in turn, it gives me the, the compassion to see like, uh, yeah, we're, none of us are, what is it even to be perfect? Like we're all these perfectly unfinished, constantly evolving, growing creatures. And it, in my body, that, uh, that does feel like that expansive purpose-driven type of energy self-compassion, compassion, all that. Great. 
So stay with that and let me know when you're ready for the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing to me is feeling like what does need to be learned and sitting, sitting with that question. Like one, one thought that I'm having is there is the, uh, a skilling up or training that I'm still doing on myself as a, as a coach and a person where it's like, what skills do I get to acquire so that I keep evolving in the way that I have been evolving? Or like more specifically, some there's sometimes in, uh, sessions with a client or conversations with someone where I can sense like if I had Yotam's capabilities here, I would be able to really navigate through this, but I, and I'm really connected with this person, but I'm still not quite there on how to just like be with them and guide them. I'm good. I, I think I've got the be with them part and I'm like, where, how can I guide them along? And then I could turn that inward. It's like, how can I guide myself along? Yeah. I want to bring you back to the hypothetical moment with one of your parents-in-law okay. or somebody like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's just do another rep, do another pass through that moment. Mm -hmm. So sure. you're somewhere, you're making conversation and this person says, how's coaching? How's business going? Yeah. And what happens in your body now? From like the pit of my stomach, I get like a, a pulsing sensation upwards. And then I could feel it come up to my chest and there's like a, my breath shortens a little bit. And uh, my palms start to sweat. And outwardly, I start to jump into like, how can I impress them with my answer here? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, again, something in the pit of your stomach and it's pulsing. Mm -hmm. Your breath shortens, your palms sweat. I'm hearing there's, there's a quality of fear. Yes. And it's desire to impress. Yes. So again, let's just be with those sensations, all the sensations of the fear, and then whatever the feeling is of wanting to impress this person. 
And let's give it a lot of credit. Why is it really important to impress this person? What would be awesome about impressing mm. this person? It's um, it's like my my bid for their approval or their affection. Like I want I want them to see me and be impressed by what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And what would be amazing about them seeing you and being impressed by what you're doing? What would that give you? Give me sincere, authentic connection with them. Like this thing that's so near and dear to me and say, I'm, I'm putting my heart and soul into this. It would, it would allow me to connect with them on that. Yeah. It, there's something in there that it's still, let me get my, let me try and get my hands around it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I really think it, it would meet my desire to be seen and to be known. Like my the full me is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've been tracking this in your body and let's start to externalize it a little bit. Mm -hmm. That there's a part of you who really wants to be seen and known. Mm -hmm. He really wants to know that the full you is good enough. And in particular, because coaching is so near and dear to you, you've been putting your heart and soul into it. Impressing somebody with who you are as a coach would do a lot to help this part feel seen and known. Mm -hmm. yeah. So picture him and, and let him know you get it. Let him know you, you get how much he's craving that, how great that would feel. And he just really wants to impress people so that you can be seen and known. And how are you feeling toward him in this moment? very connected and compassionate towards him. I really get that. I really get how important that is to him. Great. Now, how is it for him to see you getting that?
Yeah, he's just got a big smile, and I'm, I'm just soaking in the moment with him. I'm like really seeing him right now, and he's really feeling seen. He's feeling really seen. Nice. Yeah. And what do you want to say to him about this interaction you're having with the other person? Well, one, one thing I'm being drawn to is like, it's the, how can I, if I want to be seen, how can I help them feel seen? Right. So it's like, I I've heard before, like if I'm feeling lonely, how can I help someone else not feel lonely? And that becomes like a self-serving thing. And so there's that component of it. It's like, how can how can this part of me that knows how good it feels to be seen help my parents-in-law or whoever I'm talking to feel really seen? Mm. And then there's another invitation into like, hey, it's okay if they don't see you. Like, I still see you. I always see you. It's, it's not, you can't uh, control someone else seeing you but you're always seen by me yeah so these are two pretty different responses yeah how does each one feel to you The former feels like a head move that could be useful, but the latter, like sourcing everything I need from within feels like that's, that's really where the, that's always right here in, in my control, like sourcing my approval inward. Yeah. So there's a part coming in with this head move mm -hmm. saying like, Ooh, I know how to get you seen. Let's help this person feel seen. <laughs> and he's not wrong. That can work. He's very smart. Let him know, like you get that. That's a great strategy and see if he's willing to take a step back for a moment so that we can explore the heart move a little, a little further. Yeah, he's playfully moving aside. Great. Anything else he wants us to know before he steps back? Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because it's almost like, yeah, see, look, I'm stepping aside to let this other part be seen. So then you're going to see me later. So he's like, he's almost showing me what he was demonstrating in, in the question. Yeah. 
I'm loving that play. Yeah, so this is a really, it's a really smart, clever, savvy part yeah. that we're talking about here. Uh-huh. And you can hear in that, like, he had, as a part, he has a desire to be seen. Yeah. So even as he's stepping aside, let's linger on him for just a moment longer and, like, show him with your body how delighted you are by his savviness, his... um. Yeah, his intelligence. Mm-hmm. His know-how. That's really the word. Mm. So he's an awesome part to have. Yeah. And let him know that you know he's an awesome part to have. How was it for him to receive that? Yeah, like that playful, giddy energy shifted into just like a a calm, cool, collected uh, gratitude energy, like a more settled and grounded. Yeah. Great. Anything else that he needs? Yeah, I'm just, I'll give him 15 seconds of just being with him and really seeing him. Yeah, I feel complete for now with him. Great. I'm realizing I want to shift tactics a little bit. Okay. We're going to come back to the heart move in a moment. But we have this really savvy part. As he's stepping back, I'm also curious, what would his advice be for you about this moment? Now that he feels seen, now that he feels appreciated, Mm. what's his advice for you? Yeah, I I mean, he's, he's telling me like, there's this temptation when uh, when someone who cares about outward material success, or at least my narrative around that, asked me that my tendency is to list off how many clients I'm working with, and my podcast is doing great, or something like that. And he's telling me, like, aren't you just own how, how good you feel about it and not, you don't need to explain anything. Like coaching's going great. 
It really is. Yeah. And to say that even with like while hosting the discomfort is like that's the sincere truth. Like it's going great. Nice. How is it for you to receive that advice from him? Beautiful. Yeah, it feels it feels amazing. I, I even noticed that just like the way that I started speaking was like I had this big insight. It feels really nice. Yeah. I'll tell you something I like about that move. Mm -hmm. That gets you out of this sort of equation that you were in yeah of connecting with the person equals impressing the person yes and it says okay i'm going to not worry about impressing the person and just connect with them and just tell them my truth as it is yes yeah awesome. that's exactly it mm -hmm. yeah and it's like a the connecting with myself in that moment too is like that, that is the hard move that we tabled as well. Is like, if I'm connecting to myself, even though it might be uncomfortable in that moment, it's like, it's a beautiful thing. It's a connection with myself. I and mean, what's better than that? Yeah. Great. All right. So thank this part. He's been awesome. Mm -hmm. And now there was, was it the same or is there, is there still a different part who it is that, that's craving being seen, that's craving connection with this outside person, the one to whom we were at first directing the heart move? Hmm. It feels like the same part because it, there isn't, um, it doesn't feel like there's something, there's something else that's emerging right now that isn't around the same topic anymore. So I want to tune into what, what that is. I, I'm not feeling stuck on this problem or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can we take one more pass through the moment? Yeah. And then you won't forget the other thing that's coming up for you? Sure. Okay. So just picture, we're going to rewind the clock again. You're with some other person. They ask you, how's coaching? How's business going? And what happens inside your body now? Mm -hmm. A little knot in my stomach again. It's less pronounced, but it's still there. And then is the invitation to sit with that or to then proceed with? Yeah, just what happens. Per proceed is fine. 
well, I'm catching myself still initially resisting and now I'm easing into just welcoming it. Now it's shifted. I feel settled and grounded again. And coaching really is great. It's been fucking awesome. Thanks for asking. <laughs> What's so great about it? I've never felt more connected with the work that I'm doing. And that has now translated into like my relationship with my wife. I've never felt more connected with her. And I keep just building this trust with myself. That's like, um, I'm really starting to learn how to become self-led and not worry about what's happening out there. And that's been so liberating for me. And then in turn, that helps me show up for, like I said, with my wife, but then also professionally with my coworkers in accounting and as a coach, I'm able to meet them exactly where they are without necessarily trying to pull them in a certain direction or teach them or explain how this thing that I'm doing is something you should be doing. It's just like meeting every moment and person where exactly where they are. And then when I, when I don't, which inevitably happens, it's being able to then be kind to myself afterwards and yeah, all the, all the beautiful things that we've been working on. Nice. I love that answer. How do you feel giving that answer? Amazing. Cause it's the, the hundred percent truth. And I didn't, I wasn't explaining away like these external things that are uh, contributing. It just is my experience. Nice. Okay. Thank you for taking that victory lap with me. <laughs> What was the other thing that was coming up for you? So to the same point of like, it wasn't this formula thing that I figured out that's like, oh, if I want to be seen, I help this person be seen and then they will see me or like some sales tactic. I... Like, for example, I'm reading nonviolent communication again for the second time and going more slowly. And because of the work that we've done this time around versus the first time I read it, I'm connecting more with it. I am finding myself every time I'm learning something like this or like Hakomi or IFS, all these things. There's a certain embodied feeling I get while I'm reading them, but I try and figure out in my head how I can use this in a session. And I think it's a slightly manipulative move instead of it just being a tool that becomes integrated within me. And then 
yeah so i guess like what i'm really arriving at is i could find myself sometimes in a session trying to use ifs and doing it from my head this is the part where i should ask them how they're feeling towards this part or what are they afraid would happen if this part didn't do this and when i'm just with them and not worried about like is this the right time for ifs or is this the right time to address this need and this feeling or this thing that I learned this week in Hakomi, uh, then it, it's a, a safer, I'm actually seeing them instead of trying to figure out what is the thing that I should be doing. And I guess the question would be like, I'm so excited to learn all these tools. And I know that there's a really, there's a, my mind is really wonderful at like slicing and dicing and seeing how these different things all kind of fit together. And then it, within a session that can become a, a roadblock or a wall that comes up between us. And it's like, how can I like, that eventually I think leads to integration when my mind is slicing and dicing and doing all that work. But what do I need to just like table that and be with a person when I'm in a real life scenario? Like it doesn't, I don't find it to be serving me when I'm trying to analyze my way through it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hearing you have two goals that are a little bit in tension with one another. Yeah. And just to spell it out, one goal is being really immediately present, heart open with a person in a sort of spontaneous flow while you're mm -hmm. coaching. Yes. And the other is the goal or the, the intent to practice the things that you're learning and internalize them so that they can move. I'm sure you know, like conscious incompetence into conscious competence into unconscious yes. competence. Yes, right? perfect. Yeah. So it sounds to me like the question you're asking is how do you get both of those things each in the right way in the right measure? Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. How will you know if you've gotten the balance right? My immediate answer is I have no idea. And then I can, I feel that in my stomach. So <laughs> it's inviting me to sit with that. Like, I don't know that feeling in my stomach. Oh. I'm kind of, this isn't really a direct answer to the question, but like, what I am getting a hit of is like the Miyagi, like wax on, wax off. It's like, there comes a certain point where these things that I'm practicing 
I don't know when that moment will be, but something will shift where it's like, oh, I, it just is, it's just happening. Like I, I'm not thinking about it anymore. It just is. And that would be, I think that's how I would know that they're working in sync with each other. It's like, it's filed away. It's like, I could explain it to someone if they asked me to explain it, but like in, in the moment, it's just there. What, yeah. What's with you there? So I'm hearing that's sort of what unconscious competence feels like. Yes. Right. Once you have internalized a skill, it's able to just show up in that spontaneous flow mm -hmm. with the person. And it's an awesome feeling. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the question I'm asking or the question I think you're, you're really sitting with is yeah. when and how do I practice while also respecting my desire to be fully present with my clients in the moment? Yes. Well, the very simple and simple as you are very oftentimes the best answer is just designate a moment or a, a group where I am practicing these new tools and modalities. And then in a session, just say, I'm going to put all of that aside and I'm just going to be with them and, and give them my full undivided presence and attention. And then I could very quickly see, well, how, what, what will I need or yeah, what will I need beforehand to give, to rest in that place of presence? Like, how can I put that part aside and give it what it needs beforehand? Yeah. How's that answer sitting with you? one of those answers that makes sense but it's not fully embodied so i want to tune yeah. into that awesome <sighs> the fully embodied answer might be like like those things are really great and then there's the, the third thing so it's like designate practice time be present in a session and the third thing is to just name it exactly as it is like the same practice that i was having earlier in this session my clients love when i'm completely honest with them so it's like i've been are you willing to experiment with, with something here? It's a, a new tool. It might be a little wobbly at first, but I think it could be really helpful in addressing this. And if it doesn't work, just let me know and we can move on from there. How does, how does that sound? And it's completely permission-based. And if they say no right off the bat, then I said, well, I, I trusted my instinct and I tried. 
that's a that's a more embodied answer. Nice. So sit with that in your body. There's something I'm hearing in your voice. I feel like there might even be one more layer that you could mm -hmm. drop into. Mm. Another layer. Oh, I'm getting the, um, I'm already better than I think I am, than I give myself credit for. Like allowing myself to, to be with that. Yeah. And like, if I go for it and fail, then that, that that's not like a, an indictment on my skill set and my capabilities as a as a coach like um i already have a lot of these things going yeah. and actually the presence is what's going to make that more available more online it's like it's settling in and, and dropping into the moment makes those things more accessible than me over efforting my way into figuring it out yeah. So before I was hearing it, that there's a binary, it's like a switch. You can either be in spontaneous yeah. flow mode, or you can be in, you know, doing your homework, trying out something you learned in a class mode. And what you're describing here feels like something that is um, an integration of the two. Yes. So what, if the old metaphor was like, it's a switch that's either A or B, what's the new metaphor for how these two modes support each other? A and B are a flowing fluid river back and forth. Yeah. I hear that as like even the skills that you've just learned in a class or you've just read in a book are available for that spontaneous flow to play with to try. And maybe they work and maybe they don't. And, and sometimes yeah. An imperfect might you know there there's like a a lot of these methodologies lay out like a formulaic way to get there, but it doesn't, that's not the way life necessarily works. And there's like a, an honoring the, the imperfection of the moment and just being able to trust whatever is my experience of that moment is and, and learning from that. Sounds great to me. How does it feel for you? It feels nice and settled feels like that that takes care of that part okay we've got a little time left you want to tune into yourself and just see what else wants some attention
Yes. Great. Uh, it's funny, you know, in our uh, podcast conversation, you made an allusion to like, at some point, there's going to become like transformation isn't going to be this thing that's reserved for highlight moments. It's just going to be an like, integrated part of you. And there's a there's a part of me that's actually scared of uh, that emerging. Like, I'm sorry, I I'm starting to get close to that. And I'm like, what then, then what's going to happen after that? I'm starting to be able to like all these things that were so big for me at one point, I'm starting to be able to tune into them pretty quickly. And uh, it's almost like working with Yotam is, is going to the chiropractor and I'm just getting this like little adjustment and then I'm, I'm out on my way and things are good. And there's a part of me that's really scared of like, look, there's something What's after? What's next after that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's be with that fear for a moment. It's it's like a I'm getting a fear mixed with love and like, what a blessing it is to have like, what a big question to be sitting with. And like a, an honoring of the development that it took for me just to be able to ask that question. And there's still the fear in there too. Yeah. So like we did before, let's give the fear a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. And let's assume that there, there's something real, there's something legitimate there. Mm -hmm. what's this fear trying to protect you from? Do you know that the Marianne Williamson quote, our, our fear is not that we are inadequate. Our mm -hmm. fears that we're powerful beyond measure, that one. Yeah. There's something really terrifying about there not being a, there's like a limitless potential that seems to eventually be emerging. And it's not, it doesn't even feel that all that eventual. It's like, it, it's here sometimes and i can find i can find that it's easy to lose my grounding and my my feet under me from that like super expansive energy and that the fear is like hey the ground feels pretty good i want to like it's okay to just let's just keep our feet on the ground a little bit more
Yeah. So I'm hearing that with the limitless potential, if you really embody transformation as a way of life, mm -hmm. you might get ungrounded. Yeah. So whatever part of you is feeling that fear, let them know you get that. That's a good thing to be afraid of. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that big, mm. that very, very expansive energy now. Yeah. You look to me like honoring that fear is also grounding you a bit. Am I reading that right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I hear the fear as a request that you invest some attention in grounding. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to receive that request from yourself? Everything in this conversation feels like it's layered together nicely, but I'm, I'm getting this like, it's not either grounded or abundant and expansive. It's the river flowing between both. Yeah. And then the, the integration there too. Yeah. And that feels like a ooh, like a full body. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing a hint in there that there's some part of you that thinks grounded equals small. Hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, small or that uh has a belief around thing safety being like too comfortable, maybe a, a fear of being too comfortable or yeah, too small is a good way to put it too. Yeah. So see if you can imagine what it would feel like to be grounded and big mm. grounded and the right amount of safe and unsafe. Oh yeah, I feel it. <laughs> it's there. 
Mm. No. Yeah, I'm getting like, I'm getting two different images. One is the like, I feel too safe, which the one that we come back to a lot is me working on a, a word paper, a spreadsheet, a PDF or something. And there's like a slight tune up that I can do to really feel like what's really expansive about being right here, right now. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's like I'm in a session coaching someone and I'm feeling really connected. And that energy is really high octane and like turned all the way up and really expansive. And I've got that really excited, eager energy. And on that end, it's like, just like a slight, turn the dial down just a tiny bit. And then there's like a collapsing of all of that into one thing. It's like that's available on both extremes in any given moment. Yeah. I don't quite know where this thought fits, but you've been mentioning like the flow of a river. Yeah. And groundedness can be a pipe that constrains the river, or it can just be the riverbank, it can mm -hmm. just be literally the ground. And, um, Yeah, tuning into that image of what's what is the earth that is like holding this river that I identify with mm -hmm. um, might soothe some of the fear that was coming up. Mm -hmm. I do like all the yeah, it's it's well. I mean. Any imagery with the river, there's something just about the flow of a river or like the ocean as a metaphor too, that just, it's, it naturally encapsulates all of it in one. It's, it is really grounding and smooth, really anything in nature, honestly. It's like slow and methodical. It's never in a hurry, but it's also ever expansive and growing and evolving. I know that's like the name of your company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a picture on my second monitor. I have this big picture of a redwood tree. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like that thing is expansive and it is grounded as hell. Uh huh. It's got big old roots. Yeah. So I would encourage you just play with these images for a couple of weeks and play with them while you're working and play with them while you're coaching people and like see um, see if you can find yeah that way to be grounded and expansive grounded and fast yeah at the same time yeah yep cool sounds good to me anything else you need right now no
no, I feel complete. Okay. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. It's been Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to Mike's Search for Meaning. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share this episode with your friends, and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time, my friends. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and keep living with purpose. Peace.